Hello and welcome to So Divine Conversations. I'm Megan Skinner. And I'm Stephanie Galling. And this is our mid-month podcast where we have a conversation. We dig into a theme or a topic that we feel is relevant for the times, all with an eye towards inspiration and helping you to lead a more conscious life. So hello, Stephanie. Megan, hi. <laughs> hi, happy new year. Here we are. So our topic today for conversations is pivoting. That's right, pivoting. I think that we're all learning to pivot a bit, um, being light on our feet as we, you know, we we pivot left and then we pivot right and then we shake it all about. So we're going to talk about how that works for us and the collective with our special guest today. So Stephanie, I'm going to let you do the honors. Okay. Really, really excited and happy and joyous and all the rest to have Amanda Carter Gomez with us today. Um, Amanda is an editor, a writer, a producer, and the founder of the online publication, The Fold. She launched The Fold in July of 2017. It's a content creation vehicle focused on sharing and promoting the experiences, efforts, and learnings of the evolved woman. In collaboration with a group of exemplary women, writers, and creative, The Fold highlights ageless individuals who are open to change and confident to inspire revolution at any age. Welcome, Amanda. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be here. And speaking of revolution, 2021 (laughs) feels like it will offer us a lot of that. You know, just thinking about the main astrological alignment, which is the Saturn-Uranus square, which is very much about breakdowns and breakthroughs and staying bouncy and detours and the pivot, which is why we chose this topic today. Um, So Amanda, tell us just to start, like, what's pivoting like for you or what's your pivot happening right now? I mean, I feel that the um, last year has been an exercise in pivoting for us all. I mean, I feel like akin to staying bouncy, like you said. Um, I think it's just, for me, it's been a lot about changing expectations of what life looks like, of what work looks like, of what social interaction looks like, of what politics looks like, Um, and being more fluid and trying to adapt in whatever way possible. And I think that I, by nature, um, am a problem solver in various aspects. Like, I think that was really great when I was a photo shoot producer and a line producer, just uh, you solve problems. And I feel like pivoting is kind of solving a problem too. It's not just for business, but you know, you can, in your personal relationships, in your parenting, you know, whatever, there's, there's always room to change. At least that's my goal and hope. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think it's interesting that Amanda, you're bringing up that word expectations. I, that you know, that really resonates for me as a part of this pivot that we're all doing. Is you know, I don't think we can have expectations, and I think for a lot of us, there's a feeling of being forced to let go of those expectations. But yet at the same time, by letting go of those expectations, it kind of gives us more of that freedom to move, like you're saying, to be fluid, to do that pivot. I think a part of that, like when I think about pivoting, I think about, you know, like a dancer, you know, be light on your feet and like getting ready to pivot here or pivot there. And so, you know, I think that 
for me, as we're talking, perhaps part of being graceful, if you will, in that pivot is maybe being present in the moment. Well, you know, because you're you're good at this, Amanda. So do you have any tips for our listeners about doing the pivot right now? I think I'm I'm also a a big risk taker. I'm comfortable with making change. And so I think that that's something um, that I was saw modeled in my youth. So it's been something to me that if I'm unhappy, I'm just going to try to fix it. If this isn't working for me, I'm going to shift and figure out what does work for me. Um, so that for me has allowed me just to like, I'm acutely and, and not always positively, but definitely in tune with what I find fulfilling in work. And sometimes I need to give it a little more time. You know, sometimes I need to just <laughs> not pivot so quickly, but um, <laughs> I'm comfortable with moving and, and changing things. Um, but I think too, that right now we're all so much more aware and present of what does fulfill us or what does shape our day or what we can do and want to do. Um, like I said, in various aspects of our lives. And I think we've kind of been forced into being present recently. And I think that that helps. And instead of like our lives before, I mean, my life, I feel like was, I'm not saying that it was so jam packed, but it was obviously much busier than it is right now. And the pace at which I moved through things, I never got to stick with any one thing for too long. Emotional, like in my emotional capacity, I never like had to sit with discomfort very much because there was always something else to distract me. And now you can't be distracted as easily. You kind of got to wade through your shit. And so I think that helps us figure out what serves us and what doesn't. Yeah, I agree with you. Like I've had a lot of conversations with people too, right? Like there's so many less distractions. There's so many less sort of shiny things to like turn our attention to or like activities to run away from. Like time has been so different over the last year and we just have to be with things and be with ourselves, you know, and it's no surprise that sometimes we didn't do that before because it's sometimes not that easy, but it's important and it's essential, you know, for ourselves and for everybody around us that we all do that. Yeah, absolutely. If that's like you guys, you know, if you're looking for like you were saying, connecting to consciousness in the beginning in your intro. I think if that's something that's of interest to you, I think you have to get uncomfortable. Um, and, you know, I feel lucky in that I've had this time. It's very, I mean, my husband and I both work from home. I'm really privileged in that way. So I've had the space to do that. Um, so it's not the way it's been easy, but it's something that has made me more committed to changing the things that aren't really working. Yeah. And, you know, Amanda, you, you're saying too, that you're, you're comfortable with change and that you're a risk taker. And I, you know, I understand you're an Aquarius, so <laughs> that would be very Aquarian of you. And, <laughs> sure. So, but for like someone like myself, I'm not always that comfortable with change and I'm not a risk taker. Mm-hmm. And I can't tell you since uh, Stephanie and I decided that we were going to have the theme, you know, for conversations about pivoting, how much that word has come up in my conversations with friends or colleagues. And I'll be like, well, this happened. They're like, well, you're just going to have to pivot. And I'd be like, well, you know, that didn't happen. Well, pivot over there. And it's almost, and then I'll be watching uh, something on the news. 
this is a pivot. And it's like, whoa, I think, first of all, Stephanie, we're so tapped in to <laughs> the zeitgeist, but also it's really kind of put this awareness about maybe this is something that is more prevalent and that we're doing that we may not be completely conscious of all the time. Absolutely. I think, yeah. I don't know how much you guys feel that self-awareness and age and confidence has to do with any of it. And I'm not saying that I've always been an incredibly confident person, but I've always had a very low threshold for unhappiness, I guess. (laughs) So, I mean, there was a period in my life where I in my twenties, um, that I had 11 jobs in nine years and I just kept pivoting, but I was pivoting (laughs) right into the same job at a different location, you know? So there, there was a deeper, some deeper work I had to do on that. Um, so I think that, you know, it can, it can also be a, a, a fear tactic that, you know, you can use as well. But I think like really thinking about kind of the expectation part, not caring what other people regard you for or what they think you're doing or how you're doing it or if it's your relationships or um you know moving or whatever it is like just really knowing that it it's about serving yourself in the way that you can i hate this sounds so cliche but really like live a life that feels authentic to who you are oh right (laughs) yeah well and i think too right like that notion too, when we think about like having the courage to pivot, but on the other side of that spectrum is that just like, I'm not going to stay with something. I'm just going to change it. I'm just going to change it. Right. It's that level almost of like, I don't know if it's in the center of that, but like the conscious pivot, right? Like I know when it is that I still want to stay with something mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then having the patience or what the commitment or the endurance or the tenacity or whatever it takes to do that. But then knowing when it's time to say, you know what, I don't really want to keep on doing what I'm doing, nor, you know, maybe it's also, I can't keep on doing what I'm doing, right? Right. And just saying, having the belief and having the faith and being really conscious at the moment of saying like, I'm just going to, you know, go to another route and I can do it. I might not know how to just do it yet, but the faith that within me are the resources, right? The skills, Mm. the talents, the community what, however we find support so that we can take that other path. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I wanted to say. (laughs) Yeah. I, I, Stephanie, I think that faith piece and I'll be curious what you have to say about, but I think that faith piece is key, you know, because I think, you know, pivoting sometimes can be scary. You know, what if I pivot and I fall, you know? So I, I like that you're bringing up faith. Yeah. Um, I think that there's so many, I think it's probably really a lot harder to pivot out of a relationship that you've been in for a really long time, right? Than to pivot your professional life. Absolutely. I think that there's different levels of making these shifts and changes. And I think that there's like small things that you can do too, that can have a huge impact, but I think it's about just evolving. Like, and, and, you know, if you're not and changing, um, and being comfortable with it and, uh, like again, another, term I'm not like a huge fan of, but I feel serves us as like really leaning into it and being okay with it. Um, I think it takes practice for sure. Um, and I think that my pivoting so many times in my, or whatever, changing, jumping ship maybe would be a better term for all the (laughs) jobs I had in my twenties. Um, 
I think it was also when I very much associated what I did for a living with who I was. And I feel better now that I, not better, but I like now I'm like, that's one part of who I am. That's not all of who I am. So I think that that's um, an easy thing for me to, to, to shift and mold when I can. Well, I think even in that, right, it's not just like we're talking about outer pivoting, like I'm going to go here, I'm going to do that, or I want to make that change. It's also in terms of like that inner pivoting, right? In terms of like our perspectives, our beliefs, you know, those narratives that might keep us sort of going in sort of um, in a rut of the way that we see and view the world. And it's like pivoting to a new perspective, Mm -hmm. right? That might come from more confidence or faith or love, you know, or generosity or whatever it may Mm -hmm. be. You know, and I think, and I love Megan when you said before, like this notion to have like, I'm really into the dance, like analogy, yeah. which you could totally take so many places with that, but also like light touch, right? There's something also, yeah. especially if this world right now is pivoting itself so quickly, right. right? How do we be adaptable so that we're like, yes, we'll be shocked, but so that, you know, like, how do we, how do we work with that? Right. How do we yeah. work when everyone around us is pivoting? I know. I mean, I don't know about you all. When everything else around me is changing, I tend to want to be very still. So I think, that, yeah, I don't know how. And I'm curious, Megan, what sign are you? Not that this is. I am a Libra and I have Leo rising, are which you, I always mention. What day is your birthday? I'm October 22nd. So I'm right on the cusp of Libra, um, Scorpio, and then, and I have a Pisces moon. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, in Libra, I mean, here we are talking about, you know, um, you know, the, 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 you know, the balance, right. And, you know, it's, it's interesting because as a Libra, you know, we're the sign of balance and harmony. And I always say, no, we don't come in that way. Part of what I feel like the Libra and Karma is learning how to do that balance, how to be adaptable, how to make those judgments. I mean, those uh, adjustments, and I know for me, with some of my Libra, I tend to be here or here. Mm-hmm. And as we're talking about, you know, one extreme or the other, and as we're talking about pivoting, what's coming to my mind just in an image is a pivoting. And Stephanie, you brought this up about being light on your feet. It's like it's changing direction, yeah. but isn't a part of you still in a place of it's not like you're exiting, you're taking something and changing direction with it. So I think this may be just a fine line, but I think there's something interesting here. And we've kind of started to talk about it where it's not exit stage left, but it's taking something Mm -hmm. and not abandoning it, but we're just shifting it over here or shifting it over there. And to me, kind of sticking with it, but being adaptable with it, Mm -hmm. maybe part of the pivot. I think you're building on it, right? So I think yeah. it's like taking what you've learned and gained and built and building on it. With you guys, I, I believe you both have done in the careers that you have, <laughs> right? I, I mean, and I, I don't think it has to be some dramatic, I'm packing my bags, I'm moving across the country or the world, and I'm quitting my corporate job and opening a bakery in Italy or something. It doesn't have <laughs> to be fun. But that sounds fun. I'd like to do wow. that. I know. I, I, I think people think of it as such a big, crazy yeah. shift. And I think it honestly can sometimes just be returning to what you've already known about yourself, you know, and really being comfortable with it. I completely agree. And I think too, like, I know for myself and other people, some other people, right? Like it's still really important to have that through line, right? It's it's not just like, I'm just going to completely recreate something. I'm going to change. I'm going to pivot. Like what also sort of feels like 
helpful or sort of from like a, a security or a stability point is that I'm still trying to achieve, I know what I want to be, or I know what I want to achieve, or I know how, who it is that I am. It's just, again, I'm still in that same place, but I'm just taking a different path to get there, right? So yeah. you still feel aligned with who you are. It's not like, oh my God, I'm now this other person I don't even know. It's just more, again, like, okay, that is not the door I want to move through. I'm just going to pivot and go in this direction, but I'm still head, right, right? I'm still headed where I want to go. But again, it's that light touch. Like maybe it's not that door that's the right door to go. So I'm not going to be attached to that. But I still kind of know, again, how it is that I want to be expressing myself in my life and my being. And maybe pivoting is kind of just being in the flow, you know, honestly, allowing yourself to like, see where it takes you. I have this amazing acupuncturist I now see, and she um, is used to, she's a ceramicist and an artist. She makes her own sake and then takes like the skim of the sake and makes these face masks. Oh and my gosh. Like, an acupuncturist as well. <laughs> she has this little acupuncture shed in her backyard, but she's also, um, she became a chaplain. And so she oh. went and did, yes, like acupuncture and like chaplain work through Harborview. And then she did it for like hospice care. Um, and this was all motivated by her, her, herself aging. Mm, interesting. She was like, I really wanted to know more about death to get up and close to death. And so I could be, as she got older, it wasn't something that consumed me or was fearful to me. So, mm-hmm. um, so she's just, she's done all these crazy pivots her whole life and, or not her whole life, but since her in the last 30 years and it's wow. really fascinating. And just with COVID, she um, stopped doing the uh, chaplain work just because it became really for her yeah so. yeah you know and that what that that kind of reminds me of is you know you know I've been on the fold magazine oh, online so a lot just because I knew we were going to be talking with you and it's really it's a wonderful publication oh, and I really encourage our listeners yeah. to check it out thefold.com and you interview so many people Amanda and you hear so many stories and maybe you could you know give us you know a couple more examples the thing that I've been hearing a lot from clients, I bet Stephanie has too, um, is this theme of reinvention, you know, you know, as a part of the pivot, you know, because, you know, people that have been working in one career, like you're saying this woman for, you know, a long period of time when their career is not there anymore, or they're having to stay home or this door closed. And I, I think that for a lot of us, and I feel this way myself, maybe in subtle ways that we're in this process of reinvention mm-hmm. to really, you know, first of all, to catch up and be present and be relevant. I mean, I think there's always that question of, you know, is this relevant with everything that's going on right now? So maybe you can, you know, do you share just a little bit about like, you know, you interview so many people about any stories about pivoting and reinvention. Yeah, there's a lot. I mean, I just think of even just because this is very, um, Timely, there's a woman I know and, and have interviewed on the fold called her name is Jessica Yellen, and she was a White House correspondent, worked for CNN, worked for MSNBC, decided to like she knew the news was just the 24 hour news cycle was completely overwhelming people. And that um, it was also at the time where there was like this, you know, the fake news term was getting used and thrown around quite a bit. So in 2018, she left her television career and started her own news channel on Instagram, essentially. Oh, wow. And 
She has been like my go-to source, honestly, for the past two years. She has phenomenal interviews. She just is all on Instagram Live, has a Patreon that you can contribute to, um, and built a following, like a significant following from like, I think 20,000 to now she has like 475,000 people um, and just wanted to use the skills that she had acquired. Uh, and she's very professional, but she definitely just is like, I'm here to like, put your mind at ease. Let's like decipher this. She, mm. she had like Zooms that you could attend after the debates. Okay, this is what they said. This is what this means. Like, I'm going to tell you what my sources are telling me. Like, and and was very just transparent. And it's been great um, and fantastic. So she's one person that comes to mind right now. Um, I mean, that's I, a great one. Uh, yeah. And I just, I mean, I love profiling women who have made changes in their life. So there's, um, I think about my friend, Julie, who hasn't been on the site yet, but I'm working on something with her who was um, a mother at a young age and at the age of 35, picked up a camera and became a fine art photographer and Mm -hmm. is now living in my hometown of Springfield, Missouri, has never left because she has three children and one of them is there and she needs to be there to offer care to that child. But she um, has built this insane and incredible career as a fine art photographer and selling pieces to Elton John and mm. you know, Reese Witherspoon and like Billy Collins wrote the forward to her latest book and just like made these incredible connections in the art world and has all these relationships, but has never left her. And she's the oldest of nine children. And she and six of her sisters live within a mile of each other in the neighborhood they grew up in. And so just to see somebody, you know, try that at that age, at, you know, she's in her fifties now. So 35, yeah. I think obviously still young, but to become, to come into photography at that age is, is, you know, not super young. Um, and so just like, and then, you know, just these people that just kind of just decide to go for it and follow what they know or are excited about, um, and kind of also tailor it to where they are in their life and as their life changes too, you know, they don't, I think there is something to be said about getting to a place where you're comfortable and know that you can do something that works for you. And it doesn't have to be something that, you know, in our day and age of celebrity and influencers and all of these things, I think that that, that's really nice to just know that it can be for just for you, or you can try to like make a career out of it too. Yeah. It's I mean, it also comes so alive, right? Like in hearing these stories, you know, about how people have just decided, okay, this is who I am. This is what, and now what I want to do, right? This doesn't necessarily what I've done before define where I'll go, yeah. and, which I love. Yes. Or like writing a book about something like you, that you, you know, for you, Stephanie, writing your book about dreams, I think about, you know, that, um, how your work with astrology built off that interest and then, you know, led to this, this shift for you and to try something different. Um, and, and that's something that excited you. I mean, what is the statistic about people tend to go in like seven year cycles with professions, right? So, um, and I don't know if you've had this experience, Megan, where you're like, okay, I think I've learned enough about all of this that I'm interested in right now. Yeah, you know, I think that's really interesting about the the seven year cycles. I I don't know whether <clears throat> this is a, a good thing or a bad thing, but I've done the same thing for such a long period of time and I feel very blessed that I get to do this work that I love and I've been able to sustain myself. I do have different phases in it for sure. I also think that you're bringing up something too, that is super important in this 
this world that we live in today of social media, et cetera, is to do it for yourself. I mean, sometimes as a writer and I'm writing a book and, you know, I'm, I'm sure Stephanie can relate to this is like, you know, is it going to sell? But what would the audience think? You know, and lately I've, maybe my pivot is I've started writing fiction oh. and, you know, that's a whole new thing for me. I've only written nonfiction. And of course I'm like, Oh my God, this will never sell. I'll never get an agent. Nobody's going to read this. And I'm like, you know what, Megan, just, just stop and do this for you. Write this fiction for you from your heart. And I tell you, it's been a little challenging, but if you can get to that place, it's just, it's, it's really yummy. It's very, very nurturing. So I think as we're talking about this pivoting, you know, just, you know, it's sometimes pivoting just to do it for you, yeah. you know, and I think that's really important. And that's a big pivot going from nonfiction to fiction. Huge. I think that's huge. I really do. So I'm like, give yourself some credit. Yeah. Well, we'll see. No, I think, you know, it's like with anything too, and maybe this is a part of the constant pivot is you got to show up for it. You know what I mean? You have to show up for, for what you do. And, you know, you know, I think that's, that's a part of it as well. Yeah. I think what's interesting, can we go back for a moment to the dance analogy? Yeah. Cause it's also one thing, like if you're dancing by yourself and then you're like, okay, I need to pivot. But if you're like dancing with another, right? Or you're in relationship, whether with your spouse, your lover, your child, your boss, your just how that dance and the need or yeah. the desire to pivot shifts, right? The considerations around that. Because you are, you know, if you move in a certain way, they invariably either move with you mm-hmm. or might want to hold you back from that move or don't move with you. Just so it is another, that could be its own conversation, but I just. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Right. I'm fascinated by women that do this on their own because, you know, I feel, you know, and I don't know your relationship status, Megan, but I feel like I am, um, you know, the fact that there's a lot of things I couldn't have done considering that I have kids if I didn't have a spouse that had health insurance, you know, like things like that. And that that's a, I am privileged in that way. And so I feel like I, I would like to, like, I, I personally want to talk to women who have been like, yeah, I did this on my own for myself, <laughs> but, but, you know, by my own terms and my own timeline with like, you know, how, whatever financial backing or whatever support that they had. And even if it's not work-related, you know, like I know a woman who is a, a teacher and lives on the East side and taught high school and went through her entire transition um, to becoming a woman um, on her own by herself in front of high school students that she was teaching. Wow. And I just think like that to me is just the epitome of courage <laughs> because yeah. I don't know a lot of people that don't think that high school can't be rough sometimes. So to go and go through that entire, but she said it was a wonderful experience. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, you know, again, just that, um, idea it does take courage and it does take faith and mm-hmm. it takes some balls to <laughs> ultimately to kind of pivot. Wow, you guys, this has been such a great conversation. I think we it's it's time. I, I I'm looking at my watch that we gotta start to wrap up here. But I think thank you, Amanda. We've given I think our listeners so much to think about with with this this uh, idea and and just hoping everybody out there that you're you're light on your feet and you're having some very graceful pivots right now. So thank you so much, Amanda. 
Yeah, and tell us, like, tell our listeners how they can connect with you and read your work and read what you create and what you're up to. So they can follow The Fold at thefoldbag.com. And our Instagram is the underscore fold underscore mag, um, the fold mag on Facebook and on Twitter. And we're working right now on doing some video series work and um, pivoting the fold itself to really trying to connect um, connect women and resources to each other so we can create work together. Uh, yeah, a great work about evolved women. Their stories of evolved women. So. That's amazing. Amazing. So thank you, Amanda. We also want to give a big shout out. Thank you to our producers, Sebastiano Tecchio and Nick Petrie. Thank you, Megan. Thank you, Stephanie. And thank you, everyone who's listening. Happy pivoting. <laughs>